0: Two Podcast. I'm your host, G2. This is episode 113, which is entitled, What a Week. Now, before I get into today's topics, I just want to read off the National Food Days of the Week. Today, being February the 12th, it is Biscotti Day, and also Plum Pudding Day. Tomorrow, February the 13th, it is Italian Food Day, which means eat all Italian food as much as you can. Uh, to, after that, February 14th, it is Valentine's Day, so why not start it off with Cream-filled chocolates. So that's what you want to have for Valentine's Day because obviously you give people chocolate on that day. Uh, Nothing for February 15th, but on February 16th, it is Almond Day. February the 17th is Cafe Olay Day. And to finish it off, February 18th, it is Drink Wine Day. I want everyone to please drink responsibly on that day as well for February the 18th, the Drink Wine Day. Also, if you are going to have any adult beverage on Valentine's Day, please drink responsibly as well on that day. Now, before I get into the big, hard-hitting topics, I want to do a quick recap of the award shows that happened last week. More importantly, the Grammys. Grammys happened last Sunday. I'm probably the last podcast stirred to be talking about it. But, hey, I'm going to throw my hat into the rink. Uh, We're talking about the Grammys. To start off, I want to give a big shout-out to Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar, he won the Rap Album of the Year for Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. If anybody has not listened to that album, I would please suggest you to listen to it. Again, I'm not most musically inclined but whenever kendrick lamar drops an album i do go and listen to it and this one was no different this one was a great listen i played this album multiple times it was going against another album that i played multiple times as well push T. push t is another artist that i personally enjoy since his uh clips days of grinding with pharrell but i was hoping that one of those two uh brothers would have won the best rap album I knew Kendrick Lamar wasn't going to win Record of the Year. I already knew that. I was knew he wasn't going to win. Uh, I think he was also up against for another award, I, in another like general category. I knew he wasn't going to win that. But when it came down to the Album of the Year, I was hoping either him or Pusha T was going to win, and I was uh, greatly happy to see Kendrick win Best Rap Album of the Year for Mr. Royale and Big Steppers. So again, he had my stamp on that album. That album is great, and also Pusha T's album is almost dry please go and check that album out as well. That album is incredible as well. Now, I want to give a, another big congratulations to Viola Davis. She achieved EGOT status. EGOT meaning that she has won an Emmy, a Oscar, a Grammy, and a Tony. She won an Emmy for How to Get Away With Murder, an Oscar for her role in Fences, a Tony for King Haley II and Fences in 2010. Basically, her in a play. That's what the Tonys are for. Those are like for the Broadway Awards, and now a Grammy for her audio book that uh, she narrated. It was her memoir, uh, Finding Me, so I'm glad that she is now an EGOT winner. There's only been three black women to have ever won the EGOT status. It's Whoopi Goldberg, Jennifer Hudson, and now Viola Davis, but there's only been 18 people in general to receive the highest honor of being an EGOT winner so again congratulations to Viola Davis for being an EGOT winner and I think this is Hollywood's way of like apologizing to her for like snubbing her during the Oscar season so hey I take this as a win is win we get it wherever we can get it and now to the biggest thing that came out of the Grammys Beyonce at the Grammy she became the most award-winning uh individual in the history of the Grammys she won her 32nd award for best uh, dance electronic music album of the year for Uh, her album, Renaissance, but she did not uh, win Album of the Year, which went over to Harry Styles for Harry's House, and people were taken aback by this. Um, This would be the fourth time in Beyonce's uh, time that she was nominated for Album of the Year that she lost in that category, and uh, people were not happy. Her husband, Jay-Z, as has come from Entertainment Tonight, believes this was a missed opportunity on the Grammys' part, and It is what it is. Grammys are going to do what they want to do and that type of stuff. And to be honest with you, Grammys are nothing but a big commercial for all these uh, albums, big commercial for all these uh, album companies, the Interscopes, the Universals, all those people in general. The Grammys are nothing but that people are going to say the Grammys are paid for and bought for, which... In certain cases, you can believe that because sometimes for past years, you have no idea who some of these people are to be winning Album of the Year and everything like that. And you don't know just how this person even got up there. When you see the category, you see the people that they're going against. Like you would read the people and be like, oh, okay, this person's gonna win uh, Album of the Year or Record of the Year. And it somehow just be some no blow out of somewhere. And you're like, how did this person win this whenever this person's album, the one that was supposed to win? has a song that's playing on every radio station people on TikTok, people on youtube people on social media just playing this music out the woodwork you would think that person is going to win it but no it's some people that's got to uh vote for the person to win it and there's always some backdoor dealing with it but again that's part of the business of the grammys it's backstores dealing it's nothing but money all around but again Congratulations for Beyonce to being the most award-winning artist of the Grammys history. So, again, congratulations to Kendra Lamar, Viola Davis, and Beyonce. Now, moving away from the music industry, I want to talk about the NBA for this short period of time. Um, I want to talk about LeBron James breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record this past week. Uh, LeBron James became the association's all-time leading scorer in the Los Angeles Lakers game against the Oklahoma City Thunder on Tuesday when he surpassed the record of six-time NBA MVP Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He held that record for 39 years. Now, LeBron James, he completely demolished that record, only by a couple more points, to be honest with you. Uh, LeBron James now has the all-time scoring record with 38,388 points in LeBron James' career. So now he holds that record at the game. You will see him score the shot to make that record and break it. Um, The officials would pause the game. They will start honoring LeBron James in the middle of the court. His wife, his mother, and his children were there to embrace LeBron James. Uh, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver congratulated LeBron James for breaking the record. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he was in attendance and he ended up going out there, hugging LeBron James, he even gave LeBron James a ball as a way of passing the torch over to LeBron James, who broke his record, and I mean, it was such a great moment for LeBron James to have, that LeBron James gets a lot of criticism for being, like, a GM whenever a sports player is not supposed to be a GM, uh, they are going to criticize LeBron James' whole career because he went from one team to another team to create a super team, then he left that team, and then he did uh, other teams back and forth. I mean, he just didn't stick with one team. People are going to constantly say that. But listen here, you guys can criticize the man all he wants, but listen, LeBron James is a great NBA player. I don't have to watch NBA a day in my life. I just know who he is because you hear everybody talk about his greatness, um, you get to see highlights of it, and also, just to know that LeBron James is that guy. Just, it is what it is. I don't watch NBA that much. I get, like, highlights whenever I'm flipping through the channels, and I see ESPN and all this type of stuff, but he is one of the top money makers of the NBA. That's just a straight facts. You can't hate on the man no more. I mean, if you hate on the man now, you're just a straight hater. There's no way you can hate on LeBron James now. I mean, there's always going to be the whole... Comparison between Michael Jordan, LeBron James. I understand people are going to do that comparison. Here's my thing, and I mean this with all sincerity. These two guys are two separate guys. They played in two separate leagues from all the NBA analysts and everybody that talked to you that know NBA so much. People are going to say that Jordan played in a harder, rougher league than LeBron James did, and it is what it is. Fine. Listen here. Don't make the comparison between NBA and... Uh, then and now don't make the comparison of Michael Jordan and LeBron James just know this you have two greats being greats in their era Michael Jordan was great in his era LeBron James is great in this era in the era that he's been dominating ever since he got out of uh, high school into the NBA so just give LeBron a break quit trying to go after LeBron and try to say that he's no better than Michael Jordan I'm pretty sure LeBron James feels that he is the king of NBA he's the king of what he's done in the NBA and just allow LeBron to have that moment, allow LeBron to be LeBron, allow LeBron to not be Jordan. He isn't Jordan. Nobody can ever be Jordan. Nobody can ever be Kobe. Everybody can only be themselves. And to be honest with you, the Mount Rushmore of the NBA is literally Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. And it doesn't have to be in any particular order is those top three guys. Everybody else is fighting for what? Four, fifth, sixth place and all that type of stuff. But, Again, I want to congratulate LeBron James for breaking that score, that scoring record, and it took 39 years for somebody to break that record. So, Gail LeBron James is due; he's earned it. And I just again want to say congratulations to LeBron James for breaking that uh, record. Now, with that out of the way, let's get into the news topics. The first thing I want to talk about is the carnage that happened over in Turkey and Syria, as it's come from the New York Times. Earthquake death toll surpasses 23,000 a struggle to get aid to quake victims. As the New York Times would write, the death toll in Turkey and Syria from this week's catastrophic earthquake surpasses 23,600 on Friday as relief organizations struggle to overcome an array of obstacles to deliver aid to survivors in both countries. The second aid convoy in two days loaded with medicine, food, and clothes reached an opposition enclave in Northwestern in Syria as the leaders of Turkey and Syria visited shattered earthquake zones to meet survivors. In the New York Times article, they would count the death tolls in Turkey to be more than 20,200 in Turkey, while in Syria is nearly 3,400 death tolls. Well, people that have basically passed away because of this earthquake uh, situation. And watching the devastation, watching the aftermath of the earthquake, watching the buildings that were collapsed onto people, That are living that were living inside said buildings, and watching people try to go in there and rescue living people and also the people that were no longer living, it was very disheartening. Um, I watched David Muir, David Muir was on top of this throughout this whole entire week, more exclusively on Thursday and Friday because he was over there and just seeing everybody trying to come together, try to pull people out of the rubble, pull people uh trying to make people hush and be quiet and you hear it in the news broadcast where you hear david muir had just be silent for a moment and you hear the workers say something and David Muir has to like uh interpret it and tell the people, American fans, the American listeners what's going on. And you hear him say, yo, they're trying to uh call out for people inside the rubble to see if anybody will respond. So then that's where they can start digging into that area to try to get that those people out. That's a real um that's a real moment. You can't try to fake that. You can't try to orchestrate that. I mean this is nothing but natural devastation right in your face. You're there to deal with it and there's nothing nobody could do at that moment. People are trying to help out as much as they can people are trying to uh rescue as many people as they can. I mean you saw during some of the uh, video package because they will show like clips of whenever people pull out somebody from underneath there they're still living and breathing you see them pull babies out you see them pull uh, mothers out uh, fathers out and people out just in general and it's something that again I'm not used to seeing I'm not used to seeing anything of that magnitude I'm always used to hear about people dying because of uh, instances and all that type of stuff but I don't ever remember people like dying over earthquake uh, situations being shown like that like to that extreme and it just took me back to make me realize oh snap i live good over here i'm over in an area that doesn't get earthquakes i'm over here in a spot that if it does rain it's going to rain to a moderate uh moderate amount that it's not going to really like cause any type of damage to me and mine I'm really blessed to be over here in the States, in my particular area, and I'm able to just breathe and just go about my natural day-to-day life. And there's other countries that are getting earthquakes, they're getting tsunamis, they're getting all these uh, natural disasters that could easily just wipe out these third-world-esque countries. And they have to deal with that. Now, am I saying that the people in Turkey and Syria, they knew an earthquake was going to happen? No. But now they're going to have that on their mind if another earthquake happens. And that's what the aftershock did um, on Friday. Friday, and aftershock happened, I believe, either in Turkey and Syria. And another building came crashing down. And they were still trying to get people over there, trying to uh, get them out of the rubble in that situation. I mean, the whole thing is a complete mess. Now you got children that don't have mothers or fathers. You have mothers that don't have a husband or children anymore. I mean, there's a lot of people that really lost their whole entire lives in these earthquakes that took everything from them and i just want to say i have my thoughts and prayers literally towards them as much as i can do for them at this time and i know a lot of people over there um working with the faith and they're trying to say that a this was an act of god and there's a reason for this and now they're going to try to use this as a way to overcome any type of obstacle that they have in the future and for me, for them to have that much faith, that is incredible. Me, I don't know what I'll be doing in that type of situation. I would probably not want to talk to nobody. I would be in so much anger towards God. I would probably just want to flip everything over. and Probably just want to just ugh, just be yelling and screaming and just be mad at God. For them to have that much faith in God and say, yo, he did this for a reason. He did this for a Reason for us to learn something about. I mean, that's a lot of faith for them to have. But again, when you have faith, you look at everything half glass type fool, and you always look at everything as a way for you to overcome something. So, hey, congratulations for them to have that type of um, belief in God and belief in their faith. And I hope everybody on this planet, whether you believe in God or not, whether you believe in any type of religion or not, somebody has that type of faith in anything that they go into in life. Because for some people to go through this freaking natural disaster and lose literally everything and to have faith in God. Yo, dog, you have a lot of my respect completely for that. So, again, my prayers and thoughts to people in Syria, and Turkey and America. We're helping out the Ukraine government. If you could help out the Syrian government, help out the Turkey government, and try to send some people over there with some type of heavy machinery to try to help them move rubble out of the way so they can find more people that are uh, underneath the rubble that are still trying to just breathe and live. So I would like for the American government to do that and please try to send those uh, big machineries as quick as they can and as fast as they can. Now moving over from turkey and syria i do want to make a quick note it's almost been a whole entire year since ukraine and russia have been going at this whole thing since russia basically invaded uh, the ukraine uh government again my thoughts and prayers are to the people in the uh, ukraine government it didn't really hit me until literally this week again watching david muir um you they mentioned that during their schooling People in the Ukraine would have to go underground, and it looks like an underground like train station and all that type of stuff, that they would be holding schools in these underground areas, and ABC picked up on it. They showed people in their school time, and I thought, yo, I couldn't. That couldn't be me. That could not be me. They have been doing this. Uh, This whole war has been going on for literally a whole entire year, and you mean to tell me they're still having school, but they're doing it in an underground area? No. School should not be happening at all because you guys are literally going at war with another country that is trying to invade and take over and just cause damage to your whole entire country. It's still weird when you have school and you have to go into a underground area because of missile strikes and everything that's taking over and taking out your whole entire land. It's weird. I hope the Ukraine government's able to take care of Russia. And I hope again, here's my plea to Russia. I hope somebody in the Russian government can go to Putin and say, yo, dog, this is enough. We, we've we been at this for a whole entire year. We've killed people on their side. They killed people on our side. Yo, that's enough. We can easily just, this this is over. This is done. I'm hoping that somebody in the Russian government can talk to Putin about that. That's just my belief. That's just how I feel. So hopefully uh, that stuff gets handled. Now, moving over to the states where America shot over a unidentified object over in alaska and this time they wasted no time shooting that down and this is now upsetting more and more people in the united states as we would go to the associated press as they would write the u.s blacklist six chinese entities over balloon program they were writing an article the united states on friday blacklisted six chinese entities it said were linked to beijing's aerospace programs as part of its retaliation over an an alleged chinese spy balloon that traveled uh, u.s airspace the economic restrictions followed the biden's administration to consider broader efforts to address chinese surveillance activities and will make it more difficult for the five companies and one research institute to obtain american technology exports the move is likely to further escalate the diplomatic row between the u.s and china sparked by the balloon which was shot down last weekend off the carolina coast the u.s said the balloon was equipped to detect and collect intelligent signals, but Beijing insists it was a weathercraft that had blown off course. The incident prompted Secretary of State to abruptly cancel a high stakes trip to Beijing aimed to easing tensions. So again, we're just still dealing with this situation. We're trying to figure out okay, what's up with the balloon? What was it trying to do? What was it trying to uh surveil? Why were they trying to take any why would a Chinese balloon come over to the states? That's basically what we're trying to figure out here why, 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 you're not going to get a straight answer, you always are going to try to figure out there are they lying, or whatever the case may be, listen here, I'm just going to be blunt with everything in this predicament here, I said it last week, and I'll say it again here, I think we're going to war soon, sooner than later with China, I hope that never happens, to be honest with you, because I don't want America to be going up against China, I don't, that's, no, We're already spread too thin. We're helping out the Ukraine. I hope that we help out Turkey and Syria. And now we're about to be going into a war with China. If that happens because of some stupid balloon incident, dog. I'm not trying to hear none of that. I don't want none of that to happen. I hope somebody in America goes over to China and try to ease this tension with China and have somebody uh, just smooth this thing over. Because America, we don't need that right now. We don't. We have too much crap going on. Too many things are happening. We're helping too many people. No, we're spread thin. We don't need this to happen at all. So if somebody can go over to China or China can come over here or somebody in China's Chinese government and America's government can meet somewhere that is literally a middle ground area where both of them have no type of advantage and they can literally meet there and have a conversation and smooth these incidents over, that would be greatly appreciated. But I don't understand why a Chinese balloon has been floating over the United States. I don't get it. They could be spying on everybody. Hey, it is what it is. Uh, Countries want to know more about every other country. That's kind of what humans do. It doesn't matter what uh, nation you're from. Every country is going to be... uh, Curious about what the other countries doing and all that type of stuff. So China having a big balloon in the air. They could have just been surveilling everybody. They say it's weather. I don't believe that crap for not a bit. Because you could easily just Google search American weather if that's what you're uh trying to figure out. But hey, it is what it is. This type of information is above my pay grade. So I'll have to wait and see as the rest of the world will be waiting to see what the United States finds after like shooting down these uh balloons and grabbing the technology out of them and seeing what they're were all about. So hopefully again that happens. We find out more about what was inside of balloons, what the technology was for the balloons, what uh could have been uh brought back to China. That's all I'm trying to figure out here. No more nonetheless. I don't want no problems. I don't think America will no problems with China's government, but America ain't quote unquote pussy. They're not uh people that's going to try to back away from a fight me i would say yo let's try to find an easier way to uh remove ourselves from a fight before we do it but if push comes to shove i see america willy and ready to go into war with china because america has a whole lot of uh military weaponry at their and call so hey, it is what it is again this is above my grade and we will find out more information about this uh balloon Fiasco as more information comes available to the public. Now, onto another news story that happened this week is about a white couple that was going to attack Baltimore's power grid as it's come from the root. On Monday, federal law enforcement officers arrested a white supremacist couple plotting to completely destroy Baltimore. The couple, Sarah Klein Daniel and Brandon Russell, planned to destroy the city's power grid in hopes that it would cause civil unrest, according to the complaint obtained by the New York City, or well, New York Times. Clint Daniel said that taking out the five major power stations in Baltimore will completely destroy this whole city and spark chaos. The route will continue to go on by saying this isn't Russell's first time on federal authorities' radar, according to the New York Times. Russell was a founding member of the neo-Nazi group that focused on targeting electrical and nuclear faculties in Florida in 2017. Russell also spent time in federal prison for bomb making. Russell provided instructions and location information. The special agent in charge of the FBI's field office in Baltimore said at a news conference, according to the New York Times. He described attacking the power transformers as the greatest thing somebody can do. Destroying a city's power grid is hardly a new concept among right wing extremists. In North Carolina, two power stations were damaged by internal gunfire and officials have warned that attacks on electrical power are becoming a more common tactic among the right. Black Americans have been among the loudest group raising concerns about the threat of white supremacist terrorism. In 2021, roughly 79% of black Americans called white supremacy the most lethal terrorist threat. So, okay, we have this here. And this isn't new to at least anybody, I think, that really pays attention to, well, black issues and black people in general. Like, for example, the Flint, Michigan water crisis situation. It is still not fixed, as this comes from ABC. I had to look up, uh, just to prove my point here, um, the residential lead Service Line Replacement, the act that was supposed to be finished in 2019, uh, that deadline got pushed back to the fall of 2022 and most recently has been set for completion in this year of August of 2023, according to city officials. So, still, people in Flint, Michigan do not have clean water they still have dirty water and right now the city is offering free water filter units replacement cartridge and water testing kits for flint residents for pickup at city hall or for delivery by the office of public health and that they only put that article out on january 19th that's literally almost a month ago so again flint still has no clean water still running through their whole situation here Black people, we are not, we're not really looked after for in this country, and we're going to complain, we're going to yell, we're going to shout, we're going to scream to at the top of our lungs for people in these high power position spots to fix it, but for the love of God, it's not going to happen until we actually all just decide to get along and get with one another, and literally march up to the government building, and actually take what's rightfully ours. And I'm not saying do it in a way like the insurrection people did it. Don't do that because guess what? We Our whole situation will end completely different. We will get shot up and killed right up on the stands. I'm not saying that needs to happen. I'm saying we actually need to come together legitimately, put all the stupid... Crap aside, put all that street gang and all that crap aside, put all the "ayo, I hate this person because of this crap aside and just really come together for one common cause. And that means for us to be treated better, for us to be treated like we are actually worth a damn. Come on, man. I don't mean to sound disheartened or in a way. Try to look for the word here. I don't mean to sound rude or crude in my delivery of this, but we as black individuals, we have to figure some type of way out for us to actually get out from certain predicaments that we as a group are in. Now, there's certain black individuals that are doing better than others. That's just what it is. Just like there's certain white people that are doing better than other whites. Same thing with Hispanics, same thing with uh, people of the Middle East and so on and so forth but when you look at black people in this country we got the water crisis happening right now that affects a lot of black people in Flint, Michigan you right now just had a white couple trying to take out a power grid in Michigan that would really affect a whole lot of black uh, people and a lot of black families just because they wanted to cause a civil unrest and try to make the black people go nuts, which is insane in itself. You have black people getting killed by police. I mean, we are not treated well in this country at all. But again, it is what it is. I know what country I'm in. If a real change to ever to truly come to my people, my people as a whole, we need to put all this childish crap that we have against one another off to the back burner. And we need to really start gathering up in numbers so we can go off and go up to Congress, go up to the state Senate, go up to these places where our quote unquote elected officials are making these rules and making these laws that are supposed to benefit the people, but it's not really benefiting the people. It's benefiting the people that are in their pockets. We need to go up to them and actually enforce real actual change that could actually affect the future black children in america but until that happens we're going to be living in this we're going to be living in this situation and only a certain amount of us are going to be doing good instead of all of us as a whole collective unit but time will tell if that will ever really change time will tell if we ever will get our crap together and come together as one whole big gigantic family vibe unit community but as i said before time will tell now off to the next topic, an update on the six-year-old kid that shot his uh, teacher. As it's come from the Associated Press, parents at that school are now prepared to sue. The families of two students at a Virginia elementary school have filed notions of potential legal actions against the school system over trauma they say the shooting inflicted on their children. The parents of a first grader said their daughter was in the classroom when the shooting occurred and and suffered emotional harm. As a result, the parents also alleged that school officials failed to protect their daughter throughout the school year from bullying, harassment, and assault. A letter from the other child's family cites injuries sustained during a school shooting on January 6, 2023. Their attorney did not elaborate further. Um, Both notices were dated January 30th. Newport News Public Schools provided the letters to Associated Press after it requested them they were first reported by the Daily Press. So, okay, this was bound to happen. I don't think nobody shot by this one either. Once you hear about a kid shooting a teacher, you obviously know that parents are going to be suing the school right off the bat because allegedly, as more information constantly comes out, there was information that the faculty knew about this student probably having a gun on him, and they did nothing about it, and this would lead to... Uh, Abby Warner getting shot. And again, Abby Warner is still alive. She's not dead. So that's that. And the kid, he has been uh, sentenced. Well, he hasn't been sentenced to anything. But the kid had was taken to a medical facility where he is receiving unspecified services. And a judge will determine what's next for the kid. And so far, as of right now, no charges have been brought up against the boy's mother, whose gun was used in the shooting. But the police have said they're conducting an investigation And they could probably say that the mother might be held responsible in some type of way because the boy got the gun. But again, time will tell in this situation. But regarding the lawsuits from the two parents onto the school, this was bound to happen. Any school that has a school shooting is going to get hit with lawsuits from the parents next. I believe the Uvalde... Uh, school system got hit with lawsuits from the parents if I'm not mistaken so it was bound for this school system to get hit with a type of lawsuit because again you're dealing with children you're dealing with parents parents have to deal with their children's trauma after their child has dealt with a horrific accident in front of their face so now the parents have to deal with that and guess what they want to be compensated for that because you guys the school you guys could have prevented this but you did not so now the parents want something. And if I was my kid, I'll be trying to sue the pants out of that school for real. There is no way my kids ever coming back. there or something. There is no way because you guys were neglectful in letting this kid constantly be here. There were reports that now are coming out that, uh, the kid had some disciplinary problems before, like a couple of days before the shooting that he allegedly slammed the teacher's cell phone and broke it. Um, and he was sort of given like one day suspension But then when he returned back, that was literally the day that he came back to the school and shot the teacher. So, again, we're having problems here, dude. This is not this is not acceptable. Any school system that has a problem child in that school system, in that classroom, they need to pull the kid out. Have them have a talk with their parents. Okay, cool. Do that one. Then if the kid's still acting up, guess what? Ayo, the kid got to be out of here. Or suspended or something. Look into the kid's home and see what's up with his home environment. You guys gotta do all these type of things if a kid is having problems. Because guess what? If that kid is having problems, or if he is affecting other students in said classroom, guess what? It's not gonna be good for that district because word of mouth, parents are going to be saying, Yo, I gotta pull my kid out of here because this school system or this specific school isn't doing what it needs to do to protect my kid for them to gain the education that I'm paying for them to get. So, that's a problem. And for this situation right here, again, everybody I think is all under one accord, this whole thing shouldn't have happened. If the school system knew about this kid having problems, they should have pulled this kid right out and have him just be literally homeschooled or kicked him out or whatever the case may be. And people might say that's kind of a little bit brutal too much for a first grader, but No, it's not because if he's misbehaving that bad by taking a teacher's cell phone and breaking it and busting it on the floor, but that's allegedly here, you got to take that kid out of that classroom and try to put him into a different classroom or something else or have a nice sit down with the parents, something of the effects. But again, I don't know what happened here. We're all just getting information as it comes out more and more. And again, I'm on this report. I'm on this story because this one is still fascinating to me how a six-year-old shot a teacher. It just doesn't make any sense in the right mind of anybody. But again, I'm going to stay on top of this, stay on this. When more information comes out, I'll be bringing it right to this show and telling you guys more about it. Now, on to the next topic as it's coming from USA Today. 3.5 tons of cocaine worth over $300 million discovered floating in the Pacific Ocean, New Zealand authorities say. Now, as the article will report, authorities in New Zealand announced that they had intercepted a a 3.5-ton shipment of cocaine afloat in a remote swath of the Pacific Ocean. There is no doubt this discovery lands a major financial blow right from the South American producers through to the distributors of this product, New Zealand Police Commissioner Andrew Koster said in a news release Wednesday. This is one of the single biggest seizures of the illegal drugs by authorities in this country. No arrests have been made, but custom officials pointed to the magnitude of the bust, estimating the cocaine's value at more than $315 million. The drugs were left by smugglers at a floating, point, floating drop point, officials said, the size of the shipment split into 81 bales, Suggested to authorities that it was headed to Australia, a Royal New Zealand Navy ship hauled the seas narcotics on a six day trip to New Zealand where the drugs will be destroyed. Officials said now the optimists inside of me are saying, OK, I hope that they destroy the drugs. OK, cool. Fine, whatever. But the realist in me hearing that that cocaine is worth up to three hundred and fifteen million dollars. You mean to tell me that you guys are going to destroy it? I don't think you're going to destroy every single bit of that cocaine. Me, personally, I don't think you're going to do it. Now, that's being said, three and a half tons of cocaine. That's a lot of cocaine. So I can believe they're going to destroy a good majority of it. But do I think they're going to keep some of it and try to sell that off themselves? This is one big allegedly, but this is just a conspiracy thought to my head. I think certain people in a certain police uh police squad or a police officer or whoever it is is going to see that and see how much it's worth they're not going to destroy all of it. they're going to keep some of it and try to do, distribute it themselves i'm not saying it's going to happen this is just me and my own thought process of thinking because you're letting 315 million dollars just basically get destroyed and get poofed all up in the air with you not receiving not a bit of it not nothing again this is weird to me i'm a realist I see things for what it is. This reads off, okay, we caught a big drug bust. Congratulations. Huzzah. But then seeing how much that is worth in money? Nah, you're not going to do that. You're not going to destroy all of it. You're going to keep at least a little bit just so you can try to sell it off on a sneak tip and try to get some money back. Just because, again, I'm not certain how much money uh, officers or police officers make in New Zealand or any of that type of stuff, but I don't think it's close to anywhere Worth what nine digits, or even eight digits, seven digits, six digits, probably low five digits, maybe. And for police officer work, that's crazy, but that's just me and my personal thinking. So, for them to say that the cocaine is going to be destroyed, congratulations! That's the optimism guy in me to say that, congratulations! But the realist in me, I don't believe all of it's going to get destroyed because realistically. If you really think about it, come on now, somebody finds a big stash or something, they're not just going to to throw all that away, especially when they know the price of that. People are at least going to keep some of it and be like, okay, this is mine. You guys can do whatever you want with it. That's the real world. And again, these articles are being wrote up because of what these officers are saying in front of everybody's face. That's what they're supposed to say. But in the back of their minds and what they do behind the scenes in the dark, in their office. That is what actually happens. That's the realest. That's the real part that happens. So again. Only time will tell. Is if they actually destroy all three and a half ton of the cocaine. Or did they destroy what? Three tons of cocaine. And they caught point. They kept point five. Just a little bit to think about here. I'm not mad at either side. If they destroy it all. Congratulations. If they keep some of it. And they do whatever they want with that. hey Good for them because guess what? They're the one that seized it, they caught it, they were able to do it. Possession is nine tenths of the law. That's at least what everybody says over here in America when they have something. I'm not sure how it is over there in that uh, waters, over there in Australia, New Zealand, all that type of stuff. I'm not certain, but I just know realistically they do what they want. If they destroy 3.5 tons of it, good for them. If they keep that 0.5, and they destroy three tons of it, which, personally, again, conspiracy thought, not saying it's going to happen, just me and my own head. If that happens, I won't be mad at that either because they need to make money. Police officers need to make money. Now, with that information there, please be careful, though, if you do decide to keep it, because things happen, you might get caught and busted by one of your fellow officers, somebody that actually goes by the book, and they'll turn you in, and then with that, You'll be ridiculed. You'll lose your job. And probably some other unforeseen circumstances are going to happen to you. So, again, be careful if you happen to keep any amount of that cocaine that you guys do have in your possessions. So, again, be careful. Now, on to something else that happened this week in the news. This has come from Yahoo Finance. Disney to lay off 7,000 workers cut $5.5 billion while on the latest reshuffle. Disney will lay off 7,000 workers as the company seeks to slash $5.5 billion in costs. As a result, the media giant plans to reconstruct the organization into three core business segments, Disney Entertainment, ESPN, and Disney Parks experiences and products. We will be reducing our workforce by approximately 7,000 jobs, the CEO Bob Eager said during the company's first quarter earnings call. While this is necessary to address the challenges we're facing today, I do not make this decision lightly. I have enormous respect and appreciation for the talent and dedication of our employees worldwide, and I'm mindful of the personal impact of these changes. Now, what does that mean Disney cut 7,000 jobs? Does that mean they're animators that got their jobs lost? I have no idea. Does it mean people at the um, amusement parks got their jobs cut? I don't know. All they know is Disney's losing 7,000 jobs to save 5.5 billion dollars in cost now i'm not mad at that but you gotta think how much money does disney like make in a year i'm pretty sure they make a couple billies a year more than a couple billion dollars because i mean you, you think about it, how much movies they put out and the disney revenue stream and also with disney having also um espn and hulu and the streaming sites and all this type of stuff you would think disney makes a lot of money but for them to be slashing seven thousand jobs to save probably 5.5 5 billion dollars it all depends i'm not mad at disney i just wish that they could have figured something else out especially with the news of uh disney coming out with toy story 5 frozen 3 and there's one more other movie that's supposed to be coming out or at least going to be making it into production soon or at least not soon but you get the drift what i'm getting here um, people were not too happy about Toy Story 5. uh that was all on Twitter. People were not too happy. There was one tweet that really stuck with me. They said that Twitter, not Twitter, but Toy Story, uh, has already been ruined. They had the perfect trilogy, but they ruined it with the fourth one. Now they want to really kill Toy Story by having a fifth movie here. You would think they learned their lesson with their fourth movie. I mean, I saw it in theaters with my sister and my rest of my family, and I mean. It was what it was. They tried to get the new generation of kids into Toy Story. I mean, if they want to do that, they could have just had them literally just watch Toy Story 1, 2, and 3. not try to make a fourth one with a crappy character, Sporky. And I mean, that was so dumb. And now the fifth one, I have no idea what's going to happen in that one. And I just don't know with Disney. I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do with some of their movies. I don't know if they can't come up with any more new ideas anymore. I know they lost some... Uh, money because of that last movie that they tried to have it was the animated movie with the family supposed to go into a different uh world to try to find some energy for the green balls i think uh what was the what was it called and i'm back it was called strange world it said that strange World uh had disney lose 147 million dollars so again disney lost some money in some of their movies and i get it disney has to cut down some of their uh, budget some of their work people so they can at least try to recoup some of their money back disney here's the plan for you make movies that you know people are actually going to watch i don't think tour story five people are going to watch you ruined the whole uh, trilogy people give it a shot with four you kind of killed it with four with people not really digging it now with five people are not really going to be messing with it especially since you guys had buzz like here what last year and people all around were saying that wasn't good and people were questioning why that movie was made as well, so I mean, Disney, you guys gotta make better animated shows, buddy, they better animated shows, movies, to get people just getting enthralled back into your franchises, my god, dude, come on, but 7,000 jobs have been lost from Disney, they cut it, uh, now going on into Adidas, adidas is still complaining out here because now they complain to usa today because usa today would put out that adidas could lose more than one billion dollars in revenue as Yeezy shoes go unsold it will continue to go on in the article saying Yeezy split with uh adidas could cost the company some big money well big bucks the german sportswear company said thursday it could lose around 1.3 billion dollars in revenue In 2023, if it's unable to sell its existing Yeezy uh, inventory while operating profit will fall by about $535 million. Okay, they said also as Adidas decide what to do with its existing Yeezy stocks, it said its financial guidance for 2023 accounts for the significant adverse impact of not selling the merchandise the company faces and Operating loss of nearly $750 million in 2023 if it can't repurpose the products and write off existing Yeezy inventory. Ladies and gentlemen, just put the freaking shoes out. Put the Yeezy stuff out. What Adidas is trying not to do is pay Kanye. Because they know they got to sell his stuff right now still with the Yeezy name on it. Guess what? They have to pay Kanye and they do not want to do that. I'm just going to call a spade a spade here. They're not trying to pay Kanye a bit because those products go out with Yeezy's name on it. People are going to buy it because people are going to say, Oh my God, I thought Yeezy was canceled. I thought we couldn't buy no more of his stuff. And now we see it online. Okay, we're going to buy it. That's kind of how the world works. Controversy creates cash. Kanye West is a controversial figure. He has dope clothing. People are going to buy it just because of Kanye himself. And again, I find some of his shoes completely ugly. But by God, people are buying his shoes because of the name. As a matter of fact, there's another group of shoes that just came out this week, or at least it made the rounds in social media wise. And this will back my point up and people just buying it because they're ugly is a mischief style boot It's a red boot. And I said them niggas look like uh, red Apple earbuds that you put in your ears, my brother, he said, yo, those things look like the Pac-Man shoes, and me and him are both right, because when you look at it, the way that they're photoed, not on somebody's foot, you can literally look at it and just be like, okay, those look like Apple earbuds that you put into your ear, but when you see them put on somebody's feet, they look like Pac-Man freaking shoes. Like the video game Pac-Man when he's walking on two feet, look at his feet and then look at those boots and somebody wearing those boots. You're gonna say, oh my God, it's the... It's so parallel, you can see it. So, again, people are going to buy stupid, idiotic things. They don't care what it is. As long as it has a name and it makes it look fresh or they buy it because somebody from social media has them on, people are going to buy it. If Adidas puts these Yeezy products back out with Yeezy's name on it, people are going to buy it. Adidas don't want to do it because they don't want to pay Kanye. And they don't want to put Kanye back in the limelight for being a genius. I'm going to be blunt for what it is. Kanye West is a genius, and he's right. Kanye West said what he said about Hitler. He said what he said about everything in the world. And he went dipping low for the past couple, what, two months now. Because he hasn't made no waves in February. He really didn't make no waves in January. The only waves that he made in January was about a ceremony that he had with his girlfriend, allegedly. And allegedly they got married, but we don't know if they really did get married or not, whatever the case may be that's the only thing ever since this Alex Jones interview he's been dipped low he hasn't said nothing he hasn't been around nothing he's really just been silent so guess what now companies like Adidas are saying they could lose one billion dollars in revenue no you won't you just don't want to pay Kanye put the shoes out put his merchandise out get that crap out of your store if you're so worried about having this, uh merchandise and you're worried about your money so much sell it sell it big business know what big business wants to do They don't want to sell it because they don't want to pay him. That's my whole problem with Adidas right now. You don't want to pay the man. Pay the man. You want your money. You guys want to have the public opinion as well and the public line like to say, yo, we didn't put his stuff out and we're taking the big hit before... The greater good. No, you're not. You guys are not doing that, because if, guess what? If you were trying to do it for the greater good, you would not be putting this article out here. You would not be putting any of this information out here saying you could lose $1 billion in revenue. You want people to feel sorry for you and still condemn Kanye West for this. No, no, no. I see through that smoke and mirrors right there. Sell his freaking shoes, pay the man, get your money, call it a day. Seriously, because again, all that outrage for Kanye West, guess what? It has died down And this is what it is. Sell the shoes, sell his merchandise, get it out of your freaking inventory, and let people go about their business. Let Kanye go back to being Kanye. Let Kanye get his money and allow him to just continue to build on his empire for what he is doing. And remember, Kanye West, genius, a controversial genius, but nevertheless, a genius nonetheless. Also, before I do get into the next topic too, here's something that got my blood boiling. Not too much, but it got me there a little bit. Speaking of another controversy here, uh, this week, the Harry Potter game came out. I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. Personally, I don't care about Harry Potter, but my thing that I'm getting upset about is that the Harry Potter game came out. I'm looking on Twitter. I'm looking on uh, YouTube, and there's a video that was posted up by a content creator called Mighty Keith. He's a guy, black guy, I believe somewhere in the southern states, and funny guy. He talked about how gamers are perceiving the Harry Potter game because people online were trying to boycott the game and saying that anybody that's playing the game is transphobic because of the creator J.K. Rowling's whole uh, words against people saying that there's only two genders, male and female, all that type of stuff, the turf stuff. Listen, you can look into J.K. Rowling on yourself. Point being, she they try to say she's transphobic, all right? And if you support that game, or if you buy that game, or you play that game of any magnitude, you are supporting J.K. Ross. You're supporting transphobia, all that type of crap. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you guys to look at Mighty Keef's YouTube video of that, and he breaks it down to the point that, you know what? It's hilarious, because there's a lot of people that will tweet saying, don't play that game. There's a lot of people that will act but they're not going to play that game. There's a lot of people that condemn a lot of things, but guess what? A lot of the possessions that you have, guess what? They come from places that are using children. They are coming from places that are doing unethical things. I mean, think about it. Your Apple iPhones, they probably come from China. They're probably using children to build up your their electronics over there for that situation. All the clothing that we wear, they come from... Third world countries that have children in these shops that are sweating and they're not working in clean, ethical factories. I mean, there's been countless and countless upon stories about this type of things. So, for people to get upset at people playing a video game, I don't understand it just because of the creator, J.K. Rowling. Now, from my understanding, J.K. Rowling has nothing to do with this video game. So, you're basically just holding out anger because it has the name Harry Potter. Yes, J.K. Rowling's created Harry Potter, but from my understanding, again, J.K. Rowling has nothing to do with the video game. Now, will she make money off the video game because it's Harry Potter? Maybe. But Mighty Keith again, goes into something about people not boycotting Legos, because apparently Legos has Harry Potter sets, and people buy those. People don't be boycotting Legos. People are not boycotting Universal. Apparently, there's a ride down there in Universal in that J.K. Rowling, she makes money off of Universal for people going into Universal and buying tickets for their uh, roller coasters and all that type of stuff. Apparently, she makes money just for people just going there. You guys aren't boycotting that. That is crazy to me that you guys pick a video game. And I just got done watching a YouTube video from Abram Preach, two black guys from Canada. Perfect uh, social commentary guys. I really do wish people would watch them more. If you guys don't know about them, please go to YouTube and watch them. They're actually hilarious and they're actually smart and they actually do break stuff down for people to understand if you're not too caught up in uh, whatever topics is going around. But they broke that down too. They had people that they were watching go be upset because of they were streaming it and they were seeing people going, um, reading their comments, and just straight up lambasting them, and getting them everything, calling them everything under the sun, and people were crying, they played a clip of a girl crying, talking about she wanted to, uh, take a break for a minute, because of the comment section just being so mean to her, and roasting her, because she's playing the Harry Potter game, I don't understand it, this, uh, I'm trying to really deal with this. I'm trying to really grasp my mind around this. I'm a logical guy. I think I'm a fair person. I really do. I think I'm really fair when it comes down to people. But I just don't get this. Why are you boycotting this video game when it has nothing to do with her? Well, you guys could be boycotting other things that has something to do with her. That has her hands in the pot. How about you guys do some research on what J.K. Rowling's had her hands in the pot and then you can actually boycott those things. If you guys want to hurt J.K. Rowling, don't hurt the people that have actually worked on this game and it has nothing to do with her. That's what I'm trying to get at with this situation and the upset rage that was going around this week. I want people to do some research, look into J.K. Rowling, see what's up with her, see what she is doing, see what she has her hand in the pot, and then boycott those things. Don't boycott something that has nothing to do with her, and for the people that are still land lambasting people that are going to play these games, let me tell you something. You guys are fighting a losing battle. You guys are fighting that. only thing you're doing is causing harm to innocent people that just want to enjoy a game that just want to live their life because they might be a fan of a freaking book that turned into a movie, that turned into every other thing, from a Lego to a video game, everything else. You're only hurting the people that actually just want to enjoy themselves playing those games or building Legos or whatever the crap it is. You guys are just hurting them. You're not hurting J.K. Rowling. She's somewhere else, sipping my ties on the beach or off in a freaking home, still collecting checks. You're not hurting her. You're hurting innocent people that are just trying to entertain themselves. Just trying to get away from the misery of a life. That's the people that you're hurting when you put out those comments on Twitch. That you put out those comments on Twitter. That you put out those comments on any other social media sites. That you just see them enjoy themselves playing a freaking video game that just happens to be Harry Potter. You're only hurting them. You're not hurting J.K. Rowling. So, I want people to think about this. Next time you get outraged about Harry Potter... Or next thing you get outraged about somebody, like somebody that buys shoes from Yeezy. Let me tell you something. You're only hurting the innocent bystander. Kanye don't care. These people that are buying Apple products, guess what? Apple probably does some nefarious things, but guess what? The CEO of Apple and all these other Apple, like, officials, they don't care. If you try to get at a customer for wanting to buy their products, they don't care. Because guess what? They're making their money off of you idiots. You guys are just spreading their message much more. Guess what? They get a free promo from y'all. So again, ladies and gentlemen, look into what certain people have their hands into the pot and boycott that if you want to do something. Do not boycott something that they do not have their hands in. Making. At all. Now, before I get into the big game, because today is Sunday, it's the Super Bowl, I want to talk about something that kind of revolves around the big game. Uh NFL commentator that will not be working the Super Bowl coverage. As it comes from Yahoo Sports, Michael Irvin has filed a $100 million defamation lawsuit against Marriott and the staffer who accused him of misconduct. NFL Network pulled Michael Irvin from his Super Bowl coverage this week after the allegation surfaced. The Hall of Famer Dallas Cowboy receiver told Dallas Morning News on Wednesday that he had a brief interaction with his accuser in the lobby of the Renaissance Phoenix Downtown Hotel where he was staying Sunday. Per the lawsuit, that was obtained by the news, Irvin accused Marriott of trying to have him canceled. Irvin seeks damages for defamation and wrongfully interfering with a business relationship. Irvin has denied any wrongdoing in the interaction and told the news on Wednesday that he's baffled by the accusation. Irvin's accuser has not been identified and goes by Jane Doe in the lawsuit filed by Irvin on Thursday. The nature of the allegation is unclear. Phoenix police told the news on Wednesday that there has been no criminal Complaint filed against Irvin. Irvin lawsuit lists witnesses who support his claims that no wrongdoing took place during an interaction with his accuser. Irvin told the news that a conversation with his accuser took 45 seconds and included a handshake. Three Irvin's witnesses spoke with the news. Marriott has not publicly addressed the lawsuit, and a spokesperson didn't reply to a request for comments from the news Friday morning. Plaintiff's representatives had reached out to the hotel and even met in person to obtain clarity about the situation to provide witnesses and resolve this matter before plaintiff's reputation could be damaged any further, put to no avail, the lawsuit states. So, okay, Michael Irvin, he has been taken off of the Super Bowl coverage because apparently an accuser of saying that he did something to her at a hotel and that allegation came up this week. Now, I only know of it briefly... I don't know much about Michael Irvin like that to say if he did or did not do this thing. If he has witnesses that say, yo, I did nothing to this person. We only talked for about 45 seconds and it ended with a handshake or it started with a handshake, but it included a handshake. That's the only type of physicality I have with said accuser or said female staffer. Yo, dog, that's all you're getting out of me. And I got witnesses to back me up. Hey, that's cool. Because right now, again, you are hurting somebody's reputation here you're hurting somebody's uh credibility i don't know much about michael irvin i just know by seeing him on first take with Stephen a those two have a jovial time they poke fun at one another here and there that's the only thing i do know of michael irvin and you could probably get some backstory off of michael irvin from other sports players or sports analysts that be around him if he's some type of touchy feely type of guy or whatever the crap may be but i don't think so I'm just gonna go out there on a limb. I don't think that he is, but I could be extremely wrong. But only time will tell. And again, Michael Irvin has been pulled off of the Super Bowl coverage, and that's crazy when you think about it. But eh, yeah, it is what it is. NFL uh, network wants to cover their bacon by take Michael Irvin off, so it is what it is. Now speaking of the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl's tonight. is the Kansas City Chiefs going against the Philadelphia Eagles. Personally, I want the Philadelphia Eagles to win one for Jalen Hurst to get his Super Bowl ring and two for another black quarterback to win it. I know it's two black quarterbacks going against one another, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, but I don't want Patrick Mahomes to be like the only black quarterback in this uh, era of quarterbacks that are black to win a Super Bowl. I want that spread of wealth to be spread out to other black quarterbacks. So I want Jalen Hurst to win this. And also, it would be great for Jalen Hurts. Why not? It'll be great for the city of Philadelphia, especially since there has already uh, been put out on the news that Philadelphia in the school systems, they're going to be starting schools late tomorrow on Monday. Whether the Philadelphia wins or they lose, they're already going to be starting school late. So that's going to be uh, a great surprise for all the kids and teachers and everybody in Philadelphia if the Philadelphia Eagles win. But uh, that's just my situation for that. I hope Philadelphia Eagles win the Super Bowl and also... I'm going to watch the uh, game for the halftime show as well. Rihanna is going to be performing. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what type of surprises she has there. Is she going to bring out her dude, Ace Rocky, to perform some of his songs or some unreleased songs that her Rocky probably have together because they're parents now? Um, will she bring out Jay-Z? Will she bring out other individuals? I don't know. But it'll be great to just see Rihanna do her thing on the Super Bowl stage. Uh, see the costumes and her outfits that she's going to be wearing and all everything else like that, see the choreography that they're going to be doing, um, also seeing the commercials that's happened for the Super Bowl because you know the commercials are going to be something. They're going to be the most talked about things probably the next day besides the Super Bowl winners. So Super Bowl is a big money maker for the NFL, is a big money maker for the United States. Hopefully everybody has a great Super Bowl Sunday. Don't get into nothing stupid. And please do not bet something that you do not have. A lot of people are going to be betting on the Super Bowl. A lot of people are going to be doing stupid things with money they do not have to be betting. Please do not do that because guess what? That's how some people get into certain situations that they're into, aka they might get beat up by certain individuals that they owe money to. So please do not bet money that you do not have. As a matter of fact, as a general rule, bet on something that you know is going to happen for certain. Okay? So have a great time at the Super Bowl. Please be safe. Please be kind to each other. Please be great and just... Have a good time at the Super Bowl. And for people that are listening to this after the Super Bowl, I hope you guys did have a great Super Bowl. I hope everything was peaceful, great, and if you did bet, I hope you bet something that you actually knew that was going to happen instead of something that you didn't know was going to happen. Okay? Now, again, fair warning to everybody. We are only two more days before Valentine's Day. Two more days. If you haven't got your partner something, please do it. You're running out of time. Literally. The time is winding down. Two more days Valentine's Day. I'll say it like I said last week. You do not want to be the partner that is coming to Valentine's Day without something while your other partner has something. And now will just be a pissed off day for you and your partner. So, please, for the love of God, have something for Valentine's Day. Give them a card. Give them some flowers. Give them some chocolates. Give them some jewelry if they're into that. Uh, give them some clothing. Give them an electronic system if they're into that type of stuff. Just get your partner something that you know they'll actually enjoy. Okay, so again, time is dwindling down. You only have two more days for that, all right? Now, with all that being said, I hope you guys have a great Sunday. I love you all. I thank you. I want to thank everybody that listens to the episodes every week. I want to thank Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbeam, Audible, all these other podcasting sites, because without them and without you guys, listeners, I would be nothing. This would just be one guy just shouting his voice into an empty void. And uh, yeah, I think there's too many of that. And if you take nothing away from this podcast, I want you guys to know that I do love every single one of you. I do hope you guys uh, just be able to talk to you people about topics that you learned off this podcast or just topics from this podcast and just play this podcast to certain individuals and just say, do you agree with them or do you not agree with them? And just have a, those type of talks because this podcast is literally just used for a talking medium. I want people to talk to other people. I want people to actually have conversations the way that humans are supposed to. So if you could do that, that'd be greatly appreciated. I want you guys to all just thrive and survive and just be great at whatever you guys are doing in your life. So again, if you didn't take nothing away from this podcast, just know that this podcast is just here for people to uh, learn something and also hopefully uh, have a conversation with people in general. Now, with that being said, always remember i love you 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 i do love you all i thank you i thank you for everything you guys have done for me because i look at the podcast downloads every week and i greatly appreciate that and i want to say thank you just in general because without you guys again this would just be one guy shouting into a void and i do appreciate the download episodes every single week so this is literally me saying thank you thank you thank you over and over mad times hope you guys have a great sunday have a great nfl sunday hopefully you guys have a great start of your week please don't be a dick please be courteous to everybody you come in contact with and just try to be the best version of yourself every single day now with that all being said i love you i thank you this isn't goodbye this is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again he is I, and I am him. I'm G2, and you guys will hear from me again either next Saturday, if you listen to the wrestling highlights of the week, or next Sunday, where you listen to the Sunday topics. Now, with that being said, Kanye, could you please take these people home? I'm tired. You tired? Uh-huh. Jesus yeah, wept.